Welcome to TV Addicts Anonymous, where every media junkie is welcome. I'm Jay here. And how is everyone doing? Today, I am going to be reviewing, weirdly, one of my favorite horror movies, uh, which was is Resident Evil 1. That came out in 2002. And it just kind of is. I need to just start admitting when, like, movies that aren't good can still be one of my favorites because I just remember it as a kid and really liking it as a kid and it's going back and just knowing that it's like just a shitty movie but it's fun to watch I like it and definitely like the graphics do not hold up the special effects um <laughs> but it's overall still a good watch and see, so the director was Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, so he did Mortal Kombat, the another movie about a video game. And, which is not, it's like one of the best shitty movies ever. <laughs> and, and then he did most of the Resident Evil remakes. There were so many remakes. Um, I didn't realize how many they were. I think I saw all of them except for the last one. I think it's called... The final chapter. I never saw that one. I know the last one I saw was wild. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. But they like... I just... It was barely even kind of about zombies, I remember. Like, there was zombies in it, but not what you would normally think. Um, trying to see all of these movies. I think there's like six total. And the last one that she was in was in 2016. Yeah, that's Resident Evil, the final chapter. So I must have saw the one before that. Yeah, Resident Evil Retribution. This was a crazy movie. But yeah, so going way back to 2002 with the first one, that is a really, like, I, it almost feels iconic to me, which is strange. And I guess I've been leaning towards watching movies that were really important not I guess yeah in a way important to me um, throughout my life and I just remember this being I was kind of at the age where I wasn't scared of horror movies anymore and like started to think they were cool and then and I think also because I played the Resident Evil games because there was up to a point where I didn't really enjoy horror movies because I would get really scared and my friends would kind of just force me to watch them <laughs> I remember, like, I remember being scared at Freddy vs. Jason, and now, like, going back and watching it, it's, 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 a, it didn't even feel, it feel like a horror movie to me, it's like a comedy, that's how I kind of treat horror movies nowadays, and <laughs> so I think when Resident Evil came out, I was, like, on the line, I was on the cusp of, like, I think I was, still, like, a little scared, but then also, I was just, like, watching with my friends, and we were laughing and thinking it was cool, um, but... And it kind of was before the huge zombie craze because I don't know really what started the big zombie craze. It must have been The Walking Dead, obviously. But I don't know if The Walking Dead came out because of the zombie craze or if The Walking Dead started it. Let me look up when The Walking Dead came out. Because I remember that was in 2010. So... This, this was eight years after this. And, like, I think Zombieland had also come out. Dawn of the Dead. And then Shaun of the Dead. Um, and, I mean, zombies have always been a thing throughout cinema. But 
I feel like around this time it started getting big. And then there was like zombie, uh, Z Nation. That was a good zombie show. Um, but yeah, so this movie, I mean, I don't think it really, yeah, I guess it kind of started the new zombie era craze. And now we're kind of over it. It's kind of like how Twilight started the big vampire trend. And then I don't really know what the trend is now. Is it going to be the end of the world? There actually was an end of the world trend. Like when the movie 2012 came out, but not in 2012. Wait, when did that, when did 2012 come out? I think like a couple years before that. It was like 2010. It's so funny. Yeah, 2009 it came out. <laughs> it's so funny there's a movie called 2012. Because it's like the Y2K thing. Sure, there's a Y2K movie. But looking back at this movie... Let's see. So it came out March 15, 2002. It was second in the box office, um, which is kind of normal. Like a rated R horror movie usually doesn't win out the box office. I mean, sometimes they do, but probably especially like a video game movie that only like gamers would know of. But what did win, and it was also up against Ice Age. So Ice Age came out that week, making $46.3 million. And Ice Age just has like, isn't that Disney or Pixar? So I'm sure it has Disney behind it. So that's why it won. Resident Evil made 17.7 million. Number three in the box office was a movie called Showtime. It was like a spoof buddy cop with Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro. Uh, I haven't heard of it, but that's funny. That uh, sounds cool. Uh, number four is The Time Machine made 10 million. And number five in the box office that week were We Were Soldiers making 8.5 million. So this movie didn't have much to make. It was thirty-three million dollar budget, um, but it don't, domestically it only brought in forty. So it only made like seven million dollars domestically. Worldwide, it made one hundred and three million. So it ended up making like seventy million, and that's why they made a second in a million other movies. I kind of want to see what the most recent one made, or I wonder how much movies. Or how much money all the movies made. How much money. It looks like the newest movie made a little over $300 million. So the last movie, the one that came out in 2016, did make the most money with $312 million. Uh, the one before that, Retribution, the one that I was talking about, made $240 million second. And then the third one was Resident Evil Afterlife. So, and then Extinction was three. So they all just kept making more and more money and then maxed out at 300. And then Retribution between Afterlife and the final chapter like dipped 100 million or about 50, 60 million. So, I mean, overall, yeah, I guess it's a pretty profitable franchise. And so that's probably why they kept making them. But yeah, this movie, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's good and cool in a way that's just kind of campy almost. But it's definitely, like, they t they do take themselves seriously. Um, and all the actors in it are good. Uh, top build is uh, Mia Jovovich. In the same year, she did The Dummy, No Good Deed, You Stupid Man. I don't know any of those movies. And then the year before that, she did Zoolander. So I think, and in 1997, she did Fifth Element. Oh, yeah, and she was in Dazed and Confused. So I think around this time... She was kind of at the peak of her career. I mean, later on, she's got she was in the new Hellboy movie and she's done other stuff, but including five Resident Evil sequels. But I think this was 
when she kind of became big was around Zoolander in this movie, so around, like, early 2000. Uh, second build was Michelle Rodriguez. She played Rain. Uh, the same year she did the movie Blue Crush, which I remember. It's just, like, a bunch of hot people, like, surfing or something at a beach. Uh, that's about it. Um, and then the year before the 2001, she did The Fast and the Furious and, like, started off that franchise. So she started off two franchises in, like, two years in a row. That's pretty cool. Uh, she was in the movie SWAT. I feel like I remember liking that movie as a kid, but I think if I went back and watched it, I probably wouldn't like it as much. She was also in Avatar. Ugh. I'm not a, f- a huge fan of Avatar. I mean, it's cool, but it's not like one of my favorite movies. I actually haven't rewatched it in a long time. I don't know. Maybe I'll rewatch it and do a podcast. And then she was in season two of Lost, which was like 2000. Five is in Lost Art, so like 2006 or seven. The um, <clears throat> that was a good season. I think season two and three were my favorite of Lost. Definitely at yeah, two because you saw like the other side of the island, like ha- the other half of the plane crashed, and then three when like you saw the others. The others were so creepy. I can't get into Lost though because I could talk about Lost for this entire podcast and many more. Lost. Ugh. Um. So yeah. So, yeah, so this is cool. So, if you know the games, you know that it always takes place. Umbrella is the evil corporation that created the T-Virus, that creates zombies, that reanimates things from the dead. Uh, it takes place in Raccoon City. So, in this movie, um, it's basically about, like, this secret underground place called The Hive, where they created this virus and somebody released it. And it's like, why did they release it? Um... I don't, <laughs> I, I get, like, I'm, there was something about, like, she was selling the virus, she was selling the security codes to someone that wanted to release the virus, but why, like, I don't wonder who gained from this, um, was it Umbrella that wanted to do it in the long run, I don't know, I don't re- know if that's clear, and I just watched this movie, something about, like, the guy that turns into Nemesis' girlfriend, the cop, like, he, <laughs> uh, her, they wanted the codes, I don't fucking know, but then, like, the Carol guy from The Following, which I was so, uh, Joe Carol from The Following, I love that show, and that he, I forgot he was Alice's husband, or fake husband in this movie. But yeah, it was pretty cool. So, my favorite moment of this movie, one of them probably has to be when she, like, realizes she has powers. It's kind of like the Jason Bourne thing, which, ironically, Jason Bourne came out the same year, a couple months later. And they both have the same concept of the main characters both having amnesia and realizing that they can fight super well. (laughs) There's literally the same scene in both movies where they, like, punch someone, except for she punches a zombie. And she's like, (gasps) and then she does that weird, like, she jumps up on the wall for no reason, spins around, and (laughs) kicks the zombie. Like, yeah, that was cool, but, like, I don't think it was entirely necessary, but... And, like, how are you doing that in that skirt? She had, like, a skirt that went, like, down one leg. It was such an iconic skirt. And she's wearing, like, these boots. Um, I loved her outfit. I think there was a character that kind of dressed like that in one of the games. I remember she had, like, short black hair. I don't remember that. But, and I really like the score, especially every time it's talking about, like, Umbrella and shit. It's very cool. 
It felt very, I remember watching it and just feeling very, like, fancy and high-tech. It's like, oh, it's just so futuristic when they were showing, like, the schematics of the hive. Um, so it was really cool. So basically, oh, yeah, and then early on they established the Doberman, and then you realize they become zombie dogs. Because there's always zombie dogs. And most zombie things, like, other creatures don't become zombies. Resident Evil is kind of one of the only ones that birds and dogs and everything becomes zombified. And like Walking Dead and shit, like animals never do. But yeah, so it was cool. Oh yeah, and like why was the virus in spiral tubes? I remember <laughs> like the tubes were so elaborate. They look like strands of DNA. They're like in spirals. And like wouldn't it just be in like a normal vial? Like, who is this for? Who are we showing? Like, especially if this was supposed to be, like, a secretive virus that was going to, like, kill the world. Why would you be, like, making it look so fancy? I mean, I guess if they want to, like, show off to the people they're selling it to. But still, though, like, who cares? Like, you, the whole point is you don't want people to know that you made the world-ending virus. So, like, don't stand out when you're putting it in tubes. It seems strange. And that I hate that theory of, like, go, to go back to the real world. That people think that China or some terrorist made the COVID-19. Like, first of all, don't you think they would have made a way better, like, killer virus than something that just gives you the flu and kills, like, point 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 four percent of people who get it? <laughs> Like, they would make something like this that kills you every time you get it. That's the whole point. Like, I'm sure they can make some crazy-ass viruses in the lab. Like, why would they make this one? And then there's those crazy COVID truthers, and they're like, well, they made it like this so it didn't look suspicious. Like, yeah, I don't know. We could all hope for a zombie apocalypse. Would, at least it'd be, like, quicker. I don't know if this... I feel like a zombie apocalypse would honestly be better than just being quarantined for the rest of our lives. Because I know... I mean, I would probably die. But if you didn't die, which you probably would die. Um, like, statistically, like, all of us would be dead. But if you were, like, those small percentage of people who survived in a zombie apocalypse somehow... I would just be like the guy that's like just a comic relief. They don't really help much, but they just like keep me around for some reason. They're like, oh, you're lucky I like you. And then I just make like a wisecracking joke or something. That would be my role in the apocalypse. I don't have any skills. Because I mean, I don't think people would care about getting their dog groomed in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> um, so, I mean, maybe I would just force myself to learn human hair. Where I could shave people. But then again, would people care about getting like their head shaved in a zombie apocalypse? Because no, because in The Walking Dead, they always get like dirty and dirtier and dirtier. So I don't think I know anything else that could help in an apocalypse. Um, that's not good. It should, probably, it should be a goal. I should learn one thing that I could use in the apocalypse. Nah, I probably never will. Let's be honest. Because I statistically will be one of the ones that die. So, that makes sense. Everyone thinks they're going to be the one that lives. I think it would be better, though, to either die in a zombie apocalypse and be quarantined forever. Anyway, not that I'm quarantined because I'm working now, but it's just 
Everyone's wearing masks, and I don't even fucking know. We just have to deal with all this. Like, just give us zombies. I'd rather. So, basically, this whole movie is just them fighting the AI system, and then zombies. Because at first, they don't know why, but they all they know is that the, the artificial intelligence security system that runs the hive... Closed everything off and murdered everyone in there. Which, that was a crazy scene when the girl, like, they're, like, stuck in the elevator. She's like, I can fit through. I'm skinny enough. It's like, bitch, why are you bragging? That's what that's what I would say. I would just get really, like, <laughs> defensive. Like, we get it. You're skinny. But then she gets decapitated. So it's like, well, maybe it's not so great being the skinny bitch. I mean, they all die, but. And. Yeah, she puts her head through the small hole, and then the elevator turns back on. She's like, get me out! I remember that, too. That one really stuck with me, so that's probably one of my favorite moments as well. Um, so my first favorite moment is when she realizes she has powers, and then Lady getting her head cut off in the elevator. Um, there's really not a lot of cool lines. For some reason, I, re I, I remember when first, like, the team the umbrella team or whatever that came in to see what the fuck's going on with the artificial intelligence came in he <laughs> i remember the black guy his voice sounded so weird and robotic and i thought he had like a voice changer on but then he took his mask off and he was he had the same voice i was like oh he has a voice changer voice that is so weird so like what do you do how do you change your voice do you have to use a a voice normaler and then, so, he just has to sound like a normal person when he talks through a voice changer. Because he has a voice changer voice. So, when he calls, he's like, I have your wife and kids. Or if he's, I mean, I know that's what everyone says, but. Or if he's just like, hello. I'm like, oh my god, you have my wife and kids. He's like, no, this is my voice. It's like, oh, okay. Um, so, he goes, report, report now. But in his voice, he's like, report, report now. And then he takes his mask off and he's like, I told you to report. I'm like, wait, what? I thought that was your mask that you were talking like that. Um, that's my takeaway from that scene. <laughs> that's all I remembered. Basically, she wakes up with amnesia, Alice, and she's like perfect. Like her, the umbrella, not the umbrella, the, <laughs> there's so many fucking umbrella logos in here for being an evil corporation. Like they're very like well known, which I guess that's normal. But the shower curtain, because she, like, passed out in the shower, and it's, like, perfectly covering, like, her vag and tits. And she doesn't have big tits, but she's still hot, which I know, like, you don't need to have big boobs to be hot, but she, like, pulls it off. But, yeah, it's, like, as if it would perfectly cover it, but then she wakes up. They established her having amnesia really well without any dialogue, which is cool. Just showing her looking at things and trying to remember her own handwriting and stuff. Her just, like, writing down a note. Like, she sees a note, and then she writes under it to see if it's her writing, and it's not. So it's really cool. Without saying anything, and that kind of makes you like, oh, yeah, so she doesn't know shit. And that's when the storm, the people, like, storm in. And they're like, you live on a mansion. She's, like, on top of the hive. And so, other than that, so report, report now. Sounds like a good favorite line. Oh, and I also like the line, too, when they first find a dead body, or they they see their first zombie, and then they kill it, and they, of course, don't say it's a zombie, don't think it's a zombie, don't know to shoot it in the head. They're like, what's going on? We've never heard of something coming back from the dead. 
It's like in that universe, there would be zombie movies. They would know. They would be like, holy fuck, that's a zombie shoot in the head. But anyway, so they finally kill it. And they look at the blood, and he's like, the blood's coagulated. And they're like, so? And he's like, your blood doesn't do that till after you're dead. Like, dun, dun, dun. So that's a good line. And then, obviously, the most iconic line of the movie that I'll never forget is when the Red Queen, the artificial intelligence, she, like, turns herself into a little girl, like the creator's little daughter, in a hologram. She's like, you're all going to die down here. I think that's exactly how she says it. And they're like, nah, fuck you, because they don't believe it. She's like, I lock... Because the thing is, the zombie virus would have never got out. The guy released the zombie virus, has infected everyone in this underground bunker, and then the security system robot lady just shut it down, killed everyone, locked it up tight. The zombies would have never got out. They probably would have just died from starvation because they wouldn't have any, like, live things to feed on. And the zombie virus, she did her job correctly. They just went in there and shut her down. So it's really their fault that this whole happened. Because it was probably supposed to be like a controlled test. I think that's what it was. It was supposed to be like a controlled test to see what would happen. And they realized that it turned people to zombies. But if they like use it correctly, which they do with Alice, because they end up like injecting her with it. And they make a super soldier instead of a zombie. So she like technically is like a form of a zombie but one that's not bloodthirsty and yeah it's so probably you're all gonna die down here is my favorite moment and yeah so i'm not gonna really like bother with giving the movie a review i mean i'll give it one but i'm not gonna do like i'm not gonna review each part of it i just want to talk about the movies like to me i probably would think this movie i don't know it's not that great, probably, but I really like it. <laughs> I would give it, like, a 6.5 out of 10. That's pretty good. Because I gotta go, like, there's a part of my brain that's, like, movie critic brain that sees everything that's wrong with it. And then there's just, like, fan brain that's, like, this movie's dope. So I'm giving it 6.5 chips out of 10. It's Attic Certified. Is that my new saying? No. I don't like it, but it is. It's good. But yeah, so the humor, there isn't like a lot of humor in it, really at all. I mean, they kind of do it well. It, there's a few one-liners here and there. Um, oh my god, I forgot another one of my favorite moments is when they're get, trying to escape through the laser room. And all those lasers are like slicing people up. And then that guy, like the guy with the voice changer voice, he was like... He was doing so well. He was, like, lifting himself all the way up. He had, like, really good upper body strength. Or Ian would be like, no, it's just grip. I'm like, all right. <laughs> uh, he does, like, hand balancing and stuff. So I guess he knows about that acrobatics. But, yeah, so he tr does all this shit. And then finally it just turns into, like, a grid and just slices him up so insanely. It's so crazy. So that's a really cool scene. And then they finally realize that everyone's zombies. And the zombies just break loose, start killing everyone. Well, they try to. Not even that many of them die. Um, Michelle Rodriguez's character gets bit like 20 times. <laughs> she gets bit so many times. Like You could play like a drinking game to like drink every time she gets bit by a zombie. You'd be fucking hammered. 
Um, and then she finally turns at the very end, which is sad. They get, like, a cure, and they think it's going to work, but it doesn't. Because this bitch is fucked up by the end of the movie. <laughs> They're, like, on the subway train thing trying to get out of there, and she's all kinds of fucked up. The end of the movie, when they released, like, the hinted at monster oh my god that was the worst graphics the actual zombies were good because that's all like physical actual makeup but when they did cg it would just did not hold up but yeah so movie was good cool classic zombie movie um the heroes were really good because i like alice is really just the main hero here I guess Michelle Rodriguez's character, too. You root for her, but... Honestly, though, the heroes aren't great. Because I like the whole amnesia story. That's just a classic trope. But we... Nothing, like, really happens. It's really just a survival movie. They're not... She was, like, a... I guess she has, like, superpowers. Or she's, like, specially trained and survives. But she doesn't really become, like, a badass hero until the second movie when she gets her superpowers. But still, though, I mean, she's one of the only ones that survived, so. And then, like, all those people in the white hazmat suits grab him. And they're like, he's going to the Nemesis Project. And all the fans of the game, she's like, ooh, because Nemesis was the evil character from the second game. But yeah, this, uh, this movie surprisingly had heart in it, which was weird, um... Because by the end of it, like, you do get, like, really sad for this one character when he kind of sacrifices himself for them. And then they walk off and they hear a gunshot and they're like, oh, he shot himself in the head. And then it cuts back and he, like, couldn't do it. And he just wastes his last bullet on the zombie and then chooses to just get eaten alive. Probably better to shoot yourself, but I don't know if I would be able to do it either. Um, and when Michelle Rodriguez turns at the end, it's really sad, too. And then, of course, when Nemesis guy gets taken away. So there's a lot of hot heart. But there is hot, too. Hotness. Uh, Alice Mijovovich is pretty banging. And so is Joe Carroll. I don't even know his name in this movie. I'm just calling him Joe Carroll, her fake husband. He was hot, too. And so is Nemesis guy. I don't remember Nemesis guy, either. I know, like, one of them was named JD, just because... One of my best friends growing up was JD. Kaplan was the guy who sacrificed himself. I don't know the other names. Rain was Michelle Rodriguez, but... And Michelle Rodriguez is hot, too. There was a lot of hotness. And then there's just a lot of setup. Because at the very end of this movie, she, like, wakes up in a hospital room. She goes outside, and it's, like, the end of the world. And, like, she, like, grabs a shotgun. She's like, let's do this. So you just knew that there was going to be a second movie of a huge zombie apocalypse. And that's what happened. And then it just kept going and going and going. Um, but yeah, so overall, it did hit my four points I like. Probably not humor enough. I'd probably would want humor to be a little bit more. But it did have a good hero. Did have some heart-to-heart moments. And it had hotties. And other cool moments, there were zombie dogs. They had to fight the zombie dogs at one point. I think that's when she ran up on the wall and did the spinny kick for no reason. Oh, you found out that the cop's uh, girlfriend became a zombie. And, like, she was the one behind getting the access codes. 
Still, I'm so confused. I don't remember if he was part of the access codes. I don't even know. What? And then, but then, like, the husband was the one that released the virus, I think. I don't fucking know. Maybe I, like, missed it. Probably, like, zoned out when they explained it. But, yeah, it was really basically what you'd think a survival zombie movie. But anyway, guys, this was fun. I'm glad I got to talk about this. My next movie I want to do, I'm actually going to do the first Hunger Games movie and probably talk about the whole franchise. But because there's a new Hunger Games book out and I really loved the Hunger Games series and I'm excited this one's about President Snow as a teenager who was like 18. So it's pretty good. So next week I'm going to be doing a review of the Hunger Games. But anyway, thanks for watching. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, like everybody says. And as always, use protection in the most basic needs, which is the need to feed.